When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Busy Wednesday, as a matter of fact, has turned into one. We've walked into a night uh, or a morning with some breaking news. Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA Tour, has uh, suffered what they're calling a medical situation. We'll monitor that story moving forward, and uh, we'll be recovering now. His uh, two top assistants will be in command at the PGA Tour. Now, again, this weekend's U.S. Open, not a PGA Tour event. It's the USGA running the uh, United States Open, but that was a piece of news we walked into. Also, the uh, story from Horns 24-7, Chip Brown over there, that uh, the Longhorns schedule when it's revealed tonight for 2024 in the Southeastern Conference will include road trips to College Station to play A&M, also to Fayetteville to play Arkansas, uh, a trip to Dallas to play Oklahoma as usual, and Georgia will be coming to Austin for the first time ever, according to Chip and that report. Also, Peter Burns, our friend from the SEC Network, says each of the SEC teams will play either Texas or Oklahoma once in the upcoming announcements for 2024. So every SEC team, the current teams, will have either Texas or Oklahoma on their schedule, one or the other. So there are 14, so you can do the math from there. There are eight games in conference play. That will all be made official tonight. Our man CV says, Peter Burns is a funny name. So is Cantlay. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is true. I see what you did there. That's pretty good. But, yeah, 6 o'clock tonight when they'll announce that officially. Um, and, yes, Rory McIlroy playing with Brooks Kepka. That'll be fun. Faith, one of the faces of Liv and the face of the PGA Tour's fight against Liv will be paired together. USGA, not against doing that. I know that. They, they are. Oh, no. They like to set up the drama. I appreciate it. I think that's a good thing. They like to set up the course and the drama. Yeah, man. They want to test the, the best players in golf. They're They're – I mean, this is why I'm picking Brooks Kepka because I tell I find somebody that's that's more steely nerved and mentally tough than that guy. I, I got to pick him as long as he's healthy. It just feels like it. But um, um, <laughs> so uh, the uh, my buddy Steve Hammond over there from uh, City of Austin Golf Municipal Golf Austin and Clay Kaiser, he says uh, you know the USGA one time had two LPGA players that had just broken up and paired them together. For a round like that, you're like, oh no, we're putting that's good drama. We're putting that together. Oh yeah. Uh, he says that there's a, a whole chapter about that in a in a book called Between the Ropes, which was first about the first U.S. Open at Beth Page Beth Page Black. But how about that book? You got two two LPGA players who were together, broken up, and now paired together. This could be like Rory and Brooks. Brooksy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bow. They're 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 gonna be very cordial. 
You never know. Irish temper versus, you know, Brooksy will give it to you. But he's just kind of a robot once the match starts or once yeah, the, I mean, the game he's, starts. He's, he gets kind of locked into what he's doing. Also, while you're making your picks at hornfm.com with our fantasy golf contest powered by Callahan's General Store, can I mention this? I'll give credit to Kyle Porter, Kyle Porter CBS on Twitter. He covers golf. This is what we're talking about with Scotty Scheffler. If he's gotten his putter, he said, Scotty said in his, in his news conference, he took a week off last week, went home. He had played four consecutive weeks, and that included the PGA Championship, and he was pretty burned out. And uh, he's hoping that that's what led to some of these putting issues he was having because if he can get his putter right, he listen to this number. So since January 1st, since January 1, so the entirety of the golf year so far in 2023, the, the, the big st- analytics stat in golf is strokes gained per category, right? Strokes gained against the field is what that means. For Scotty Scheffler, since January 1st, is third on in golf, strokes gained around the green. He's number one in approach. He's number one off the tee. He's number one in ball striking. He's number one tee to green. And he's first overall in the metrics. The one he's not, Buck, is putting. If he putts this week, Scotty Scheffler could win this thing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. How about that? Number one, number one, number one, number one, number one. He has missed. He has missed playing in two playoffs in a row because of putting. Yeah, and he he's he been puts, right there in those those playoffs. He said it yesterday. If he puts decently at the PGA Championship out there in uh, outside Buffalo there in Rochester, he wins the dang thing. And you know we'd be talking about him like we're talking about Brooks Kepka that you got to pick him. So I think those two, and I think you know, both those two have to be on your on your on your list of picks. Have to. Uh, maybe Patrick Cantlay, since he grew up at UCLA, going to school there and playing in that course, could give him a big advantage. Would you? Would you like? You're going hobbling though. Yes. Patrick Hobbling's been pretty consistent all year. He's been really good, and he was on the final group with Brooks Kepka at yep. the PGA Championship. I was right there with him until he hit. Remember, he hit it in that bunker, uh, coming down the back, and then oh, he hit yeah, the bunker right. ball into the into the side of the bunker, and it got implanted. That was when his. Uh, Hopes ended. And he had to drop just outside of the bunker that was like oh, on the yeah. hill sideways. That was a mess. That was not good. The uh, old embedded ball rule. <laughs> yeah. But it, you ever done that? Where you well, embed a ball on the side of a to bunker? Be, but it has to be embedded into the dirt. It can't be into the sand. If it's into the sand, that's called tough luck. Tough cookies. Yeah. But I mean, if it's in the dirt and the mud, yeah, you get a drop, but you're not going very far. Yeah, that was You're the, not to getting any closer to the hole. Well, if you remember that, watching the PGA Championship, if you were, Brooks Kepka hit a tee shot that looked like he was going to bounce into that same trap. And oh, he, he, got a gra- he got a great bounce, oh, and yeah. he kicked left, and it hit the fairway. And, of course, Victor Hovland hit his in that. And, and this is what Brooks Kepka does. I mean, he just, he just locks you up with great shot after great shot. And that's what Tiger Woods used to do to people. He just When he doesn't make a mistake, he just keeps hitting these great iron shots right at the pin, putting himself on the flag and giving himself a putt. And if a guy doesn't make mistakes, it's just it, over the course of a long afternoon of golf, it's just, God dang, where's you down? And finally you make the mistake. And then it's just, uh, that's how Brooks Kepka rolls. And he's, he said yesterday, I love Brooks, when he was asked about you know being a five-time major winner now. And he said, well, certainly five's better than four. But I'm looking, but for, I'm double looking for double digits. I'm looking for double <laughs> looking, digits up in but here. But I like that one. Uh, five's better than four. That's true. That's true, Brooks. But I'm looking for double digits. L.A. Country Club, the site of the event. Somebody texted and said, uh, hey, Oakland A's have won seven straight. Is Billy Ball back? Right? Billy Bean, of course. Uh, I, I love that story. Did you see? So the Oakland A's last night, Buck, and we were telling you 
There was a point this year where the A's were 10 and 45. Keep them in Oakland. And they're trying. They did a reverse boycott the fans. Like, so instead of not going to the games, which they had been doing, the fans said, look, we need to show ownership that it's not about us. We're, we love this team. We want this team in Oakland. So they, so they rallied, and they had like 30,000 people come out to the game in a reverse boycott. And what do you know? They won the game. They've now beaten the, uh, the Tampa Rays, the best team in baseball, twice now, twice in a row. Uh, and they won that game 2-1 to one last night. They're starting to, to play a little bit better. They're, they're by no means in the mix in the American League West. Uh, they're way down there at the bottom. Um, but they're now 19-50, and 50, Buck. They're 23 and a half games back, but they have won some ballgames. Seven in a row, so good for them. I don't know. Remember, Billy Bean is still in that organization. He's not the general manager anymore. Right. He's, not only is he a senior advisor to the owner, he's also a minority owner of the team. So he, 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 he's going to do pretty well. If he has a stake of this team, right, the, 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 the ownership side of it, of the ball club, and they move to Vegas into oh, that yeah. brand-new stadium, which uh, Nevada, uh, the Congress in Nevada voted yes uh, in the proposal for a new stadium deal down there, and they want to build it right on the Strip. What's the casino, the Tropicana? Valleys. Uh, the new A Stadium. Yeah, they want to build it I mean, right on the Strip. It's going to be unbelievable, right across from uh, you know MGM Grand, right in that little oh, spot yeah. right there. That'd be unbelievable. Uh, but it looks like Billy Bean Stadium to do pretty well with that. Because if you're part of the, oh, heck, yeah. the value of the franchise is going to go through the roof. Um, you know, in Oakland, they don't have a good stadium. Uh, it's not a valuable team. They moved to Vegas with a brand new stadium on the Strip. Got which, all those homeless people living in the dugouts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it becomes a really valuable I mean, sports franchise really quickly. Remember when Stan Kroenke moved the St. Louis Rams to Los Angeles and then built the stadium? I mean, the, the I mean, talk about. Ex- exceeding the value, what it, what it was worth oh in St. God. Louis as the Rams to versus what That's it was, right. what you could sell it for as uh, as the L.A. Rams in the SoFi Stadium. Even though they have no fans besides Craig Way. Yeah, I mean this would be, this would be you know similar. I mean, you just go through the roof with the, uh, you know, with the value of it. And if you're Billy Bean and you're the senior, you know, you're the president of, the, of of baseball, but also a senior advisor to the owner and a minority owner of the team. Well, now you're doing good. Cash. And by the way, I wanted to play this for you because it's on that. What happened? Well, why it's a smart idea for a, for an athlete to think about ownership, right? You know, there, there's millionaires and then there's billionaires, right? And how do you become a billionaire? You get your skin in the game with a franchise and owning the team. I, I heard this yesterday, and I thought, you know, let's play that because it's it's a business podcast. It's a podcast on business, all things global business affairs. But here's a guy talking about Lionel Messi's decision. Because we asked the question last week, how do you turn down $1.6 billion? $1.6 billion, Buck. And that was the offer for, for reportedly for Lionel Messi. Four years, four-year deal at $400 million per season to go play for the Saudis, right? The Saudi, you know, which team in the Arabian Peninsula. $1.6 billion. Listen to this business guy talking about why it might be a, it's a long-term move. It might be a shrewd move for Lionel Messi. I mean, the Messi thing is so incredible. Because Cristiano Ronaldo went to a team in Saudi to play in the August of his career, the last two or three years. And this has been a thing that started with Pele in the 70s. Pele came to the New York Cosmos and played. Beckham famously did it as well, came to the LA Galaxy. But Beckham did this one interesting thing, which is he said, okay, I'm going to come to play in the MLS on one condition, really, which is I'll take a huge pay cut and all of this stuff, but... I want an option to buy an expansion team for 25 million bucks. Fast forward, he ended up buying Inter Miami. That team is now worth $585 million. 
So Messi is 36 years old. He's about to enter the August of his career. He's won everything. He's done everything possible. He is so incredible. I mean, I love him. I love him. He gets offered $400 million a year for four years to go play in Saudi Arabia, a $1.6 billion deal. And, you know, there's no income tax here. So that's like $1.6 billion right in his pocket. Except the deal that he did, which was for a lot less upfront, is really interesting. He basically said, I'll come to the United States and play in Inter-Miami for, for the Miami football club. But I am, you know, basically, I'm not sure he said this, so I'm using my own words. I'm the greatest player in the world. Every time I do something magical on the field, I'm creating content that will sell tickets and create brand awareness and move the interest level of soccer in the United States. I'm a content creator. So I want a piece of this content. And so Apple, who signed a $2.5 billion 10-year license for the MLS, said, you're right. You're probably going to sell more subscriptions for me. I'll give you a piece of the rev share. And then Adidas said, you know what? You're right. You're probably going to sell more shoes for me. I'll give you a piece of those shoes. So in one fell swoop, I think what's amazing is Messi is not an athlete in this deal. I think going back to a theme that we've talked about a lot is he is this ultimate, penultimate, whatever. He's an elite content creator. He's the equity. Who is now creating incredible, who will come to the United States to create this incredible content that will move viewership, move merchandise. And he's going to monetize that. So it's effectively like becoming the Jordan brand, getting a piece of Netflix all in one. He has the equity right, in those so businesses, That's basically. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and think about that, Buck, for that, what that can be for future deals, right? I mean, the Jordan, if you've seen the movie Air, uh, one of the reasons Michael Jordan is a, is a billionaire is he got a cut of the deal, right? You know, Phil Knight and Nike cut him in on, because his mom demanded it, that he, and no one had ever done it before. You know, they give you X amount of dollars to wear their shoe and be their ambassador. You know, Jordan's mom and Jordan said, no, no, we want, we want cut in on the shoe, every shoe we sell. Uh, and of course, they created the Air Jordan brand around him, and it's now the most successful shoe campaign of all time, and, uh, and he's a billionaire. Uh, so this is, you know, and I love the way that, that he said content creator because that's what's changing in this media landscape that we're in now. The ability, as things come off, used to be cable, then it was satellite, now it's going streaming. And streaming numbers are really easy to, to, to tell. And the, Lionel Messi will not be the, light, the last athlete that will be able to oh, no. cut a deal where he gets cut in on streaming numbers and streaming revenue created. Um, you know, we talk about name, image, and likeness at college, at the college level. This is on the global level too. And uh, don't think, don't think guys like LeBron James, you know, your future superstars, aren't thinking the same way. That you know what? Yeah, I can have my contract with the Denver Nuggets, or I can have if I'm Nikola Jokic, but I'm a global superstar now. I need to get cut in on the streaming rights and and, and all those type of things. That's going to be interesting because that's a game changer. Um, you know, Jordan got it because Nike was trying to grow their basketball brand, and it was at the very beginning. They were shrewd enough to say, okay, my son's going to be the greatest player of all time, uh, and so these shoes are going to sell a ton. They would need to be more than a running shoe. You know, Lionel, Me Lionel Messi, they were trying to grow the brand on the back of Michael Jordan. They took a gamble because Sonny Vaccaro told them, you know, this guy's going to be unbelievable, and it worked out. And that's a great success story. Yeah, he's taking the money for the long run. But Messi's getting it at the end. Yes. But Messi is taking advantage of a changing media and front media landscape. But he's also wanted his family to live in the United States, he said. 
Well, I that, want them here. Well, that's a big part of it. Because, yeah. listen, if you sign and take $1.6 billion, your wife has to live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Or at least you has, that doesn't always go good. No. Um, that's, not, that's a different quality of, of life than you're used to. But, you know, as he said, no income tax, $1.6 billion. You know, that's hard to, hard to, to walk away from. R- Cristiano Ronaldo did not. But I give Messi a lot of credit, and um, you know, being, and I'm sure there's some deal with the MLS and with with Miami that he can become part owner there too. And you know, this is where athletes are going to where they aren't just the player; they're going to be start becoming the owner, and more and more of that. Michael Jordan, with his billions from Nike and his NBA and his other endeavors, you know, what does he do? He bought franchises. He now owns a racing team. He owns the basketball team. Uh, he's becoming one of those guys. Yeah, and don't think the the greatest quarterback of all time ha- is not is not done with just the TV things that he's getting ready to do to Tom Brady. Correct. He's not done. Well, why is Tom Brady buying into the Vegas Raiders? You know, I mean, it, exactly. And you know, they, they've got business advisors that are that are advising them. But you know, Messi, and that that's the the very well said answer to how Messi could turn down. $1.6 billion, because people still can't fathom it. That's why, because he'll make it, I don't know if he'll make that back, but he's going to make plenty of money when Apple TV subscriptions for MLS games start to rise, and he gets yeah, a cut he, of that. his family and his family's family won't have to worry about much. But, but think about it for the leagues. I mean, it, just like, what, do you think Mike? Do you think uh, Phil Knight, for one second, ever regrets cutting Michael Jordan in on the deal? I don't think deal? so. No. I mean, it's in the, if the, if the players are cut in on the rev share deal, it it benefits that that player is going to do everything he can to sell more subscriptions, right? He's going to do everything he can to make it grow. He's now invested in it, not just being paid by uh, the the owners. They're in it, so you you get a player that it's it's worth his while to you know. I think about it in the NBA with like load management. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play tonight because I got cut in and my deal with the streaming revenue that's coming in. I mean, I know that's a smaller example, but. You know that to me that would incentivize the players um, even more uh, because you're you're getting cut in on the deal. I think that is the future. You're still going to have contracts with teams. You're still going to have contracts with your owner, but more and more of the ones who can get there and have the sway uh, are going to be able to push the needle. And, and by the way, to bring and you're going to still have guys that are immature like Ja Morant. And, oh sure. And just like I mean, you're you're thinking like your life. I mean, you can you've got it's set up for you. Well, you're right about that, and uh, you know there are, there will always be those guys, but there's, there's always going to be a Messi or a LeBron or a sure uh, there is. these guys who who think differently and have their head on straight and have and, the right people yeah around them and at all, at most times. Well, I mean, think about I mean again, this is again I'm, I'm throwing these out scatter shooting, but Victor Wembanyama is going to be the first pick for the Spurs coming up, and eventually the NBA is going to move off of a traditional. Uh, you know, cable package, satellite package, sure. and they're going to move into the streaming uh, more and more. That's going to be coming more and more common. Look at Major League Baseball right now, or at least Bally Sports, right, dealing with you know they're they're going bankrupt and they can't pay their rights fees to Major League Baseball teams and NBA teams. It's more and more going to move to streaming because leagues and teams are going to want to control their content. Well, guess what? You you cut the players in on the on the on the stream like you're seeing Messi do, and if you're Victor Wembanyama, you're saying, well, well, cut me in on that. I'll help. Push streams. I got fans in France. I'm going to be a global star. Uh, you know, put me in that deal. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see because I'm not predicting. I know exactly how it's going to go, but it's going to go. I mean, Messi's not the first. Jordan won't be the only one. Uh, others are going to get involved because the things change from satellite cable to stream. That's where the new opportunities come, uh, and then it becomes in the players. You know, you're almost giving the the player ownership to want to push 
um, you know, the, 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 and drive sales and drive more eyeballs. And that can only, be, to me, be a good thing for the sport and or the team. Big picture. Because now it's in Lionel Messi's best interest that Apple subscriptions go through the roof, right? Because he's going to get a cut of that. So what can he do? Would, would that be lure other players from, you know, the Premier League and the, some of the best players in the world to other teams within the sure. MLS? Help lure it so you got better, more than just him playing in the MLS. You already got his name on the contract. Right. So again, he, cutting him in will incentivize him to try to bring other guys, do things that he can do to help grow the league, which grows the the, the fan base, which grows his pocketbook as well. Uh, I think that the, that the model of Messi can be a model of the future for not just him, but other athletes and other sports. And you said it, Tom Brady, great example. Great example. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, and Tom Brady started out with his own products, you know, that, all his stuff. Well, the with, TB12? Oh, yeah. Well, he's been in business for sure. Well, think about a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Eventually, he'll be thinking that way. Now, he's already bought into sports teams. He's already doing that That's at right. a young age, which is really smart of him. But uh, it is, it's fun to watch or interesting to watch these players who have always just signed contracts and played for the owner now becoming more and more involved in the ownership side. Uh, and, and the top-level side uh, in, in these sports. And I would also say this, Buck, that whole conversation is at the root of the PGA Tour, live the Saudi fund. Because what led to the, to the players on the PGA Tour being disgruntled is they had to earn their right. The, the, the best players in the world who were driving the TV ratings and driving people to watch golf tournaments, you know, there wasn't a, a bonus for them, right? They, the, the PGA didn't create a situation where – uh, you know, you're Phil Mickelson. More people watch because of you, so we're going to pay you. And, well, they were all the same. They were treated they were all, all the, the same. same. Right? They're not all the same. Correct. And guys like Mickelson were arguing, well, no, I should get an appearance fee. For me, coming is going to go, and that's what a lot of those guys, that's what led to the disgruntlement, which also led to live, uh, was, you know, a guy like Phil Mickelson, look, I, you got to pay me $2 bucks, and I'm going to show up and play at your golf tournament. Well, they didn't want to do that. Uh, but the appearance fees would have been a smart way to go, but it's going to change even further in the future for the best golfers. Oh, for sure. Because they can monitor who tunes in to watch you. Like I told you, Tiger's been doing it for years. No question. In the desert. That dude's been going off to places, and, okay, just my show-up fee alone is going to cost you $5 million for me to just be come there. over here, just to be there, and the, to be the, on the grounds. And, the, and the, the people putting the tournament on, the, the, they know, yes, it's worth it to us. Okay. Because more televisions will come on, more tickets will be sold. We will be a national story, a global story, because Tiger Woods is playing in our tournament. No question about that. All right, good stuff right there. We'll come back. We'll pick up the uh, conversation surrounding the Longhorns and their schedule headed into the SEC in one year from now. Also, Longhorns and uh, UT Athletics have to settle for second in the Director's Cup this year. We'll get you details next. B&E. Cross of sports and business and ownership. Good stuff last segment. Now we've got the live music update. We've got the SEC schedule announced tonight, which we're excited to see. Being reported, the Longhorns will have the Georgia Bulldogs coming to town in 2024. They've won back-to-back national championships. If they were to do it again this year, that would mean if uh, the report on Horns 24-7 is accurate, the (laughs) three-time national champions will be coming in in 2024. Also, according to that report, the Longhorns will play at A&M, at Arkansas, and Texas will play in Dallas against Oklahoma. All that will be made official tonight. So looking forward to that. That's 6 o'clock. Be watching. Got to watch the SEC Network. I think we've gotten a lot, a lot of text buck from folks who do not have the SEC Network, including Ty, our producer, so they're not going to be able to watch. 
Yeah, so we'll see. Is Feinbaum going to be on there somehow? Oh, of course. Feinbaum, Peter Burns, all those guys. But look who's here. He is uh, Nick Shuley. He is uh, our man when it comes to live music and the live music capital of the world. He's the president of the Austin Music Movement, doing all kinds of other things, including, as he's told you in his visits on Wednesdays before, close with Bo Jackson, the legendary <laughs> Bo Jackson. Uh, we were talking about him earlier, Nick, when it comes down. We are talking about Deion Sanders and what he's doing at Colorado and just what great athletes they were on the all-time scale. Uh, but so if you saw it yesterday, Buck, Bo Jackson tweeted at Dylan Campbell uh, and said, man, what a play, what a play. That that throw from right field that uh, got it, ended the eighth inning for the Longhorns. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. So, Nick, you actually sent that play to Bo Jackson to make sure he saw it. That's correct. Yeah, I, I, the second I saw that play, I was like, I, I think I've seen this somewhere before or at least a very similar throwing, play. Throwing dudes out. And I texted to him. I was like, man, you should see this. This, this, kid, uh, this kid looks like you out there. And uh, and he hit back right away and said that's awesome. And then he ended up he ended up posting it to to Twitter and giving uh, Dylan a shout out, which was pretty awesome. That was cool. And I'm sure just a, you talk about a, I'm sure Dylan Campbell wasn't feeling great yesterday because of the way that game ended and the ball would have been he could have caught that ball pretty easily if he had seen it. And that's a rough way to end your season and potentially career at Texas. But maybe a little bit of a pick me up to have Bo Jackson shouting you out and recognizing what you're doing. And it turns out you talked to Dylan too, and that his girlfriend has ties to Bo Jackson. Yeah. He just, he actually just now just sent me a picture of, it was one of Bo Jackson. It was an upper deck baseball card. And it, I guess it's his girlfriend's grandpa standing right next to, next to Bo, Bo. On, the, on the card. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw that picture. That's really cool. So apparently uh, his girlfriend's Dad was a coach. Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. A coach for the Royals back in the day when Bo was playing there because Bo knows. That's small really, world. Really cool. Nice job by you, by the way, making sure Bo got to see that and uh, give that young man a shout out. Best of luck with him and wherever he goes. And uh, as we we're talking the live music week, any there's no, it's kind of the summertime. I said this to Buck earlier. The, the summer sports calendar is here. The NBA is over. The NHL is over. Longhorns aren't going to Omaha. So we're going to be digging for stuff. We got the SEC schedule tonight. That's kind of the the case with the live music weekend as well. We hit the summertime. Yeah, it's it's kind of the the start. Usually gets a little slow. All the summer tours haven't haven't kicked in and picked up yet. So those will those will start happening. So this this week's a, a little slower, but it's it's Austin. So there's still there's still about Including, thirty some I want, shows. I want you to we'll, we'll get to Wednesday tonight's shows. Why don't you start with Monday because it's one that Bucky's going to like a lot. Maybe he can get to see this show on Monday night. Oh yeah, Bucky, I think you're going to dig this one. It is uh, Gladys Knight and. And Patty LaBelle oh, yeah. at uh, at Bass, Bass Concert Hall. Bass Concert Hall, yeah. yeah. Oh, you already seen that one? It's a Juneteenth celebration. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's the whole week. Yeah, that makes sense. Patty LaBelle and how about those two together, Buck? I know. Yes. You're Hitters. a Gladys Knight Some fan. Olds. I'm a big Gladys Knight fan. That's a good one. So that's Monday night, and you're right, Buck. Juneteenth, uh, which will be coming up next week. I like the way that Bass Concert Hall is such a cool place, too. Oh, it's awesome. The sound there is phenomenal if you haven't been there for a concert. It really is. It really is. So that's Monday night. So you have time if you just want to get out there. I'm, I'm assuming that's a sellout buck, but maybe we'll get you in there to see that so you can report back on a Tuesday. That'd be a good one. I used to see her all the time. Gladys Knight, the Paramount, when she would come. Oh, yeah. How she were those took, shows? Those were fantastic. And at the Paramount, too, must have been pretty special. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We sent some people to the Paramount last week. We appreciate that with John Ritz and the team over there. Uh, or Jim Ritz, I should say. Uh, all right, what else do we have uh, starting tonight with your live music if you're looking for it? Tonight we have Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade at Moody Amphitheater. I can't believe I got through that alliteration. Uh, but that is, if you remember, if anybody remembers Primus from the 90s, that, that is Les Claypool's the lead singer of that. It's also kind of an all-star cast of musicians, including Sean Lennon, who if you were a Beatles fan, you might have heard of his dad. Yeah, maybe. John Lennon, yes. 
I like it. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see if I can get through it. It's Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade, <laughs> Moody Amphitheater, which is the outdoor venue, not the indoor Moody Center. Correct, venue. correct. And that's tonight. Yeah, and then Thursday we've got, for all the hip-hop fans, Logic is playing the Moody Center with Juicy J from 3-6 Mafia opening that show. Logic, you a Logic fan, Ty? I like Logic, kind of. You check with my son on that. He's into the big hip-hop stuff. Oh, I bet he's a fan. Also uh, at the Parish on Thursday night? Yeah, we have Mickey Avalon, everyone's favorite uh, former male prostitute turned rapper. He's uh <laughs> he's right? Yo, yeah. Hmm. He has a crazy story. Very L.A. story. Yeah, no. He's a... Yeah, I like him more than Logic, I will say. Speaking of former male prostitute turned into musician... Uh, We'll, we'll do this coming up because there's a new show on HBO that I saw an episode of, and it's a mess. It's musically uh, directed. Uh, Friday, Friday, if people are getting out, where are they going? HEB Center, Cedar Park? Yeah, Dream Theater, the some some 80s prog, prog metal or rock, whatever you'd call that. They're playing the HEB Center. Also, uh, 04 Center, which is the uh, the place that's right next to Matt Del Rancho, correct? Correct, yeah. It's a, it's actually a church, and they do, they do concerts there, and... I I was a little skeptical until I actually went and saw a show. You kind of sit in the pews, but the sound there is oh, incredible in, inside the church, absolutely incredible. Especially for like someone like Jack Ingram, who's going to be playing there, like acoustic wow. or these types of shows are fantastic. There, it's definitely worth heading. It's good out to, to hear. I have not I've not been to a show there. That's the O Four Center. Uh, if you love Matzel Rancho, it's right there next <laughs> to it. Uh, so you could hit dinner and get over to see Jack Ingram on Friday night. Uh, ACL Live has got a good one on Friday too. Yeah, Love and Rockets, another kind of classic. 80s 80s group that gave birth to a lot of other good bands. They're they're playing ACL Live, and then the Round Rock Amp has Walker Hayes on Friday for all you country music fans. Is is Round Rock Amphitheater or Round Rock Amp as they're calling it, Buck? Or, and Nick, is that because uh, Bucky used to live right behind uh, Nutty Brown Cafe? Uh huh. Remember they closed that down because they're they're building an HEB there. Monster now. HEB. Monster HEB right on 290. Is that and I know they were moving their their music idea and venue out to Round Rock. Is that the Round Rock Amphitheater? I had that confused with something else. I th- believe it is, and I think the listeners can correct us. But I had I had a buddy talking about it, saying it's not. He said it's not the Nutty Brown, but the place is is pretty pretty great. He said they did a good job with it. Awesome. So I'm guessing those are that is the second iteration. Well, of because that. Nutty Brown, you know, was doing great with their concert bookings and people. Those places things were packed. Shows oh, yeah. and Bucky oh, would awesome. always hear them in his backyard. Um, hear them oh, you live down by me, uh, right there. <laughs> but but as you've talked about with us on our live music Wednesdays, Nick, it's uh, they didn't own the dirt, right? So yeah, H E B is going to build their H E B. You got to go. Yeah, H E B's got a lot of dirt. They own a <laughs> yeah, lot of do. dirt. That's their business. <laughs> That's smart. property. They yep. do well. Uh, also, into Saturday with our live music Wednesday, it's uh, another good place. This is one where you can get down and float the river. Uh, in New Braunfels, get on the tube, uh, get a little sunburn, get some get some lubed up, and then go see who on Saturday night. Billy Carrington is playing Whitewater, another another big country music act, and that that's always a fun spot. Whitewater's a great spot on the weekends. <laughs> it's a good way to cool off and then get to a concert. Uh, Bucky almost was the agent for the Peterson Brothers. Is that, is how that are they so? doing? Yeah, how are, they, how are they doing? They're doing well, man. They are? Like, yeah, they are. They're playing the Continental Club. They're not they, kids they, anymore. No, nah, but they they're still their music is fantastic. What's your uh, background with them? Uh, I I knew their mom and oh, got yeah? to know the kids when they were just coming up. I think I joke with them that he could have been the agent. He probably could have. <laughs> yeah, they were when they, they were, were coming. They, yeah, they're so talented. They, the mom wanted to do our intro music for this show. Oh, cool! So that I, I don't know. They, they did a lot of cover stuff early. Yep, 
Yeah, yeah. They and they they've uh they've worked with some songwriters and really kind of developed. And I think I think and Gary Clark's been a big fan co- of theirs. Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's he's helped so many. Bands Another guy, there. Bucky, could have been the agent for too. I see <laughs> oh. Gary all the time now. He's hanging out. Uh, he, he did all right. Also speaking of Whitewater Amphitheater, not far from there is Green Hall in Green, Texas. Yeah, we got Rodney Crowell there. And if if you're a fan of yeah, he played in Emmy Lou Harris's band. He's written some big songs. He wrote for. I think I believe Bob Seger, Waylon Jennings. Gosh. He's written for Alan Jackson, Keith Urban. The guy, the guy's got some hits. And that is a great songwriter, but also a great performer. And then Saxon Pub, which we're going to give away some tickets to this here coming up. Uh, this will be a Saturday night show at Saxon Pub on uh, on South Lamar. There, that's uh, what do we got? Yeah, we got Charlie Mars. He used to play here a lot, a lot more, and he's coming in town, and that'll be a big show at the Saxon. And he's a Singer songwriter and uh, seeing that at the Saxon, I think would be a great show. And they they were excited to to help out help out two lucky people getting in there. Well, before we go to timeout, we'll give away the number to get those tickets. Also, we're going to give away a pair to see Monty Montgomery on Tuesday at Saxon Pub. So Saturday, pair of tickets to see uh, Charles Charlie Mars uh, or Charles Mars. Charlie. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I, I guess <laughs> I, like I misspelled that. it. Charlie Mars, and then Tuesday with Monty Montgomery. What about, uh, we already mentioned Monday's Gladys Knight and the Pips and Patti LaBelle at the Bass Concert Hall to launch Juneteenth. What about Sunday to wrap up our live music week? Sunday's the one that intrigues me the most. So we've got Garbage with uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. So Noel Gallagher, for those that don't know, was the songwriter for Oasis. And his brother was the lead singer, but he was kind of the, the songwriter and brains behind that band, which I, he is worth going to see just because he's probably the best interview in music. He always has something very divisive to say, and uh, <laughs> he—if you haven't seen—there's actually a documentary on Netflix called, uh, or was on Netflix. It's called Supersonic about Oasis, and even if you're not a fan of that band, it's one of the best musical docs I've ever seen to watch those two try to exist together. They genuinely hate each other, the two brothers, and he would all, he would like write songs for his brother that very they had nice. to sing, oh, and so his just brother loves be sing- him. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it is it, absolutely. Definitely worth watching, even if you don't like the band. Nick, we just got to be try try to find a way to bring back Aquafest for two straight years. Just do it, man. Just I, do it. Just who, go ahead and flat out do it. Who owns Aquafest? Like, that, who, I mean, where's in that area where Aquafest is? Is it now? I mean, the real estate in that area around the corner there has. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I want to find out who owns it. That would, that's actually a really cool idea for the, you know, for those of us that have been here for a oh, while. Man. That was such a cool deal. Yeah, and, you're a lifer. Yeah, <laughs> Aquafest. Yeah, let's uh, we'll, do that. We'll continue that, our push. That's who our owns, mission. If you know who owns Aquafest or the name, the branding rights or naming rights yeah. to Aquafest, let us know. Uh, but there you go. That's your live. Give it up too easy. There's your live <laughs> music week, and the uh, the Oasis guys sound like the Robinson Brothers, the Black Crows. It was it's always at each other's throats. It just happens. Yeah. Brotherly love and music. <laughs> Somebody said, "E, don't tell me you're talking about the new show with Johnny Depp's daughter." That's true. So the HBO the has a new show. One? It's called The Idol. Yeah, and it's musically driven. The weekend is in it. Yeah, he plays a prominent role, the the, the performer. Uh, and yes, it's Johnny Depp's daughter. She plays the lead. And I saw one episode. I won't be going back. It's kind of like porn? Entourage on steroids. It's softcore porn. It's softcore. Oh wow, that it sounds, really is. Sounds really? like a Mickey Avalon concert. Yes, <laughs> the yes, same people. That's that why made... I said Mickey Avalon. <laughs> yeah, the no, same no, people definitely. that made Euphoria. Okay, that makes sense. I think. Yeah, Euphoria meets Entourage, and the, the, she's the she's the central character. She's a pop performer who's fallen on some hard times. So kind of built in the Britney Spears, you know, Taylor, not Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus kind uh-huh. of realm, and all the people around her. It, it's interesting. It's visually, she looks amazing. But, yeah, it is. 
It's kind of like Entourage, man. You you gotta you're like I shouldn't be watching this. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be. That's on HBO. But yes, that's musically directed. And I would also say to wrap up the music, having uh, taken in the new Jason Isbell record for the last week or so, the one that came out actually seven days, uh, six days, the the, the came out on Friday. Uh, it is. It's called Weather Veins, and it might be near perfection there, Nick. I think it's his his best, um, which is amazing. If you like Jason Isbell. Uh, and the 400 unit, you you can't download it fast enough. Yeah, the his craft and songwriting ability is it's pretty much unmatched right now, in my opinion. I just think he's doing he's writing amazing. Every things. song is a great story and uh, or a sad story, but the musicianship is unbelievable. And it's hard to believe that he's in his early 40s. That 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 you know southeastern album that he put out that really changed his career and solidified him as one of the best songwriters out there. Uh, ten years old as of last week. It's only ten years old, wow. and the mountain of music that he's put out in that ten-year period is pretty darn impressive. Uh, so download Weather Veins. That's a music tip. Don't watch The Idol <laughs> unless you're Ty's age. Uh, download Weather Veins immediately. We'll be back. Being on the horn. Thank you, Nick. It's Bucky and Aaron. Oh yeah, Gladys Knight. She'll be here Monday. Bass Concert Hall. Love it. Good stuff, Ty. If you want to be at the Saxon Pub on Tuesday night to see Monty Montgomery, you and a guest, or at that same Saxon Pub on South Lamar to see Charlie Mars on Saturday night, Ty will pick your number. What are we doing? Callers 4 and 5, Ty? Caller 4 and 5, 447-3776. Pick up those tickets. Thank you to Nick Shuley for getting that arranged. And uh, you and a guest, Saturday night for Charlie Mars, Tuesday night for Monty Montgomery. Uh, we'll give those away. I think that's where I iced the deal. I, I I sealed the deal with my wife was when I took her to see Gladys Knight on a date. Nice. That was a long time ago. Oh, that was a long time ago. I got that deal. It was five years ago. Oh, man. Awesome. Good for you. Uh, SEC schedule will be a big conversation tomorrow morning, no doubt. It's out at 6 o'clock today. In addition to the reports that the Longhorns will host Georgia in 2024, in addition to trips to Kyle Field and Fayetteville. How about this, Buck? Said these reports will be leaking out. It's expected that also in 2024, in addition to coming to Austin for the first time, Georgia and Kirby Smart will also play at Alabama. Yeah, he'll be done by he'll be done by then. He'll be done winning championships by then. He'll have enough. That would mean this year they don't win it. Yeah, pretty cool. Also, enjoy the U.S. Open. It'll tee off tomorrow. You have inside 24 hours to get your golf picks in at hornfm.com. Yeah, and you have a safe trip. And uh, oh, happy birthday to your daughter. Absolutely. Have a blast. You, Hey, you know what's going to be cool about U.S. Open this weekend, Buck, into your Father's Day? It's on the West Coast, so primetime golf. Thank you. You'll be getting the golf in prime time from the L.A. Country Club. Can't wait for that. I'll be back to talk with you about a mon- uh, on Monday, Buck. Say hi to Monty Williams for me tomorrow. I will. Old Man Radio with coming Ty. at you tomorrow. Old Man Radio and Ty. Ty. Yeah, Old Man Radio and Ty. I love it. Uh, all right, get those tickets. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful stretch. Bucky and Monty tomorrow. I'll see you all Monday. These guys will have you in good hands. If you missed any part of today's show, all of it podcast at hornfm.com.